0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Inside Story on BFM 89.9.
0: Good evening, you're with Lee Lin and Shamila Ganesan. Tonight,
2: a look at the use of boycotts as a means of creating change. So first, we'll be speaking with the chairperson of the Boycott, Divestment and Sanction Movement or BDS here in Malaysia. And then we want to hear from you. So the question is,
0: have you stopped buying from certain brands, whatever they may be, for ethical reasons? That number to call is 7773 Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. So um, the basis of today's story, I think at this point, doesn't need a lot of introduction. Uh, We know that there has been outbursts of uh, severe violence um, in the ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine. Um, It's it's now really a a war, an all-out war. And uh, for that reason, there have been renewed calls for BDS, for Boycott, Divestment and Sanction, which is a Palestinian-led movement for freedom, justice and equality, which began in 2005. It was founded by Omar Barghouti and Rami Shad. And it advocates for, well, those three things, boycotts, divestments and economic sanctions against Israel as a way to push for Palestinian liberation. And it also has a presence, um, as you would expect,
2: here in Malaysia. Yes, so because BDS has since become a global movement really, and it is supported across the world by different unions, uh, churches, NGOs, movements. And um, if we look at what the uh, Malaysian BDS calls for, so they urge action to pressure Israel to comply with international law with three demands. Ending occupation or, and colonization of all Arab lands, dismantling the apartheid wall, uh, recognizing the fundamental rights of the Arab-Palestinian citizens of Israel to full equality, and respecting, protecting, and promoting the rights of Palestinian refugees to return to their homes and properties as stipulated in the UN Resolution 194. Now, BDS Malaysia leads uh, calls and demands demands for BDS in Malaysia. They also raise awareness um, about the plight of Palestinians through their activities, and they also organize Organize and participate in global BDS activities.
0: So. At this point, um, I think to be clear, we are talking about this because it's in the news, and and therefore uh, it's it's kind of the most immediate lens to look at this through. But more broadly, I think the question today, in some ways, really focuses on whether or not movements like these are effective ways of making making your point heard. Because um, we talk a lot about this, right? What it means to participate in democracy and um, voting. Obviously, there are other ways of. You know, engaging in civil society, but another thing that people talk about is making is essentially putting your money where your mouth is, uh, or in this case choosing not to and I think that it's an interesting question to to talk about whether or not we change we in general people um, change our consumption habits based
2: on our ethics based on what we perceive to be right or wrong. Because the BDS movement in itself is not without its critics. Of course, they are the sort of all-out critics because they um, don't support the Palestinian cause. But then there are also the more nuanced criticisms about whether it is at all effective um, and whether, it is, whether this, short, this sort of pressure works within the global economy that we have. And global economy is also very interesting yes. because
0: um, different... BDS movements around the world call for the boycott of different brands, and yes. and we've seen that affect brands here in Malaysia. Despite the fact that our local arms are actually different from the international exactly. versions, yeah,
2: yeah, and and also even the the boycott divestment sanction, the consumer can really only participate in the boycott, in the B, yeah, yeah, the D and the S part of it actually requires a, a larger uh, top-down action, uh, which is often beyond the... the so the, the boycott, of course, you can argue the boycott could lead to the divestment and the sanction, but it is a sort of complex um, interplay of economic factors, all of which to say, I think it is interesting because this conversation has come back up again now. Um, so whether now is the time to be pushing for boycotts, whether it's effective, um, I think these are interesting conversations to have right now, and important conversations so we're going
0: to be speaking uh, with Professor Dr. Mohamed Nazari Ismail, uh, who is the chairperson of the BDS movement in the country. But we are also broadening the question um, and wanting to know whether you've ever stopped buying um, from certain brands for ethical reasons, to make a point. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9.
0: It is 614, and you're listening to Insight Story with Lynn and Shamila. We're talking today about um, putting your money where your mouth is and essentially creating change through not buying from certain brands and we're asking you whether this is something you've done Have you stopped buying from brands for ethical reasons? What was that like? That number to call 7733 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio Joining us now um, we have Prof. Prof. Dr. Mohamed Nazari Ismail, who is the chairperson of the BDS movement in Malaysia. Prof. Nazari, thanks so much for speaking with us
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, um, calls to boycott brands have resurfaced following the Israeli siege on Palestine. What have you observed in terms of public participation this time around?
1: Yes, uh, thank you very much again. Um, yeah, you are right. It uh, has a place in the media, uh, but yet actually, the, the activities of boycott have been going on, but it, it was not really covered by the media. Uh, it has been going on because uh, the injustice in Palestine has been going on for for decades. Actually, this started even before 1948. Uh, but um, what has happened is that um, in in recent years, the uh, the media has not been covering the atrocities in in Palestine uh, prior to, for example, October seven. Uh, recently uh, there was a lot of uh, atrocities there were a lot of atrocities going on in the west bank uh, settlers were attacking palestinian villagers and they were killing the palestinians there uh, there was atrocities in the masjid in the mosque but uh, the coverage of the media uh, was in my opinion very quite minimal so many people were not were not aware of the, all these atrocities but recently as as we know um the, the, the genocide that is taking place is is actually uh, horrifying. It's too, too horrifying for for people around the world. And that's the reason why uh, everybody cannot wait to participate in, uh, in a boycott of uh, companies uh, that are complicit in this, uh, uh, in this genocide that is going on in Palestine at the moment. Uh, now, almost 6,000 have been killed in, in, in Gaza. Including babies and including women. hospitals have been bombed. So, uh, as I said just now, the public has been contacting us, asking us, "How can we participate in, in boycott this time around?" So, yeah. to that end, then,
2: what sorts of efforts um, have been made to get the boycotts off the ground? What are you doing to sustain
1: it? Uh, well, this time around, to be honest with you, we don't we don't have to do much in order to. Uh, Get it off the ground because the the as I said what is happening in 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 Gaza now uh, is is the impetus give the strength for people motivation for people to get involved so um we don't have to do much we we simply uh, share posters and we make sure our uh, Fb page Instagram page websites and Twitter platforms are all updated with the latest information because people keep contacting us uh, trying to uh, to know. Uh, which companies should they boycott, etc. So uh, it, it's actually quite tough to handle because they, they uh, we we can discuss later. Our targets are quite uh, limited in number, but they want to boycott as many companies as possible. Uh, so um, uh, what um, in order to sustain it, actually, what is what is sustaining at the moment are basically the atrocities going on in Gaza. Uh, the, as long as the atrocities are going on, then uh, the, the boycotts will probably increase. Uh, the, the The motivation to get involved in boycotts is, go, is going to increase, and the only thing that we need to do now is to simply make sure that everybody continue to be aware and be uh, be um, uh, informed of what is happening in Palestine at the moment. Thank and you. what
0: can you tell us about the impact that BDS has had on uh, pushing for a
1: free Palestine? Well, actually, uh, the impact has been tremendous, uh, especially in Europe and America. Uh, I I studied there in America in 1985. I stayed there for two years. And at that time, you hardly hear anything about uh, Palestine. People were not concerned about Palestine. But now you can see thousands and thousands of people uh, demonstrating in the streets in America, and uh, especially... Uh, recently, but the 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 activate, uh, the the, the activists are mostly young people, especially students. And if you read the news, you will find out that uh, even Harvard students are actively involved, calling for a boycott of Israel. Now, uh, so much so that uh, in uh, two years ago, the the American Congress passed a law, both uh, the Senate and the House of Representatives. Uh, passed a law to make uh, BDS or boycott, divestment, sanctions illegal, because it was spreading so uh, so widely around America. So many people are aware of the uh, of what's happening in Israel. Everybody wants to get involved. In so many people want to get involved in uh, in these BDS efforts to boycott Israel to to make uh, to make Israel pay for the atrocities they are committing against the Palestinians. So the impact has been tremendous. Not 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 but not only in America, but also in other countries in uh, if you read the news in in uh, in Australia recently, there was a, a festival in Sydney, and many artists pull out because of the um, the presence of uh, Israeli uh, sponsorship of that uh, festival. Uh, BDS organizations are all over the world, including in Korea, in in uh, in and also in New Zealand. So, uh, and now uh, we hear that some of the companies uh there are complicit that are seen to be complicit in the Middle East have closed down. They there are branches have closed down because no people they simply do not come to this, for example, Madonna as I heard in the in Arab countries McDonald's has have closed down because uh, people simply have boycotted and no no not many people go to the, those restaurants now. So uh, the impact, yes, has been tremendous all over the world, especially uh, in America, because in America the 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 branch I it's difficult to to explain this for some reason i see that this uh, the conscience the uh, the, uh, the the sense of justice is actually very very strong over there in america even though america as a government supports israel as we know providing israel with weapons and money etc but ordinary americans are are fed up with what's happening in palestine they are really sick to see all these uh, killings going on so I see this uh, this BDS is going to gain ground up, uh, in the coming in the coming months,
2: Prof. Now about the local movement, um, your website has identified companies that have ties to Israel. What is the criteria that you use to determine which companies to boycott, and how do you verify these links to Israel?
1: Okay, we work closely with the, what is called the BDS National Committee. Uh, this is the Palestine Palestine led committee they are, they are, we have research uh, uh, research groups research uh, members who do research on um, on companies that are complicit and uh, so the companies the complicity of the companies are very obvious some are directly complicit in the injustice committed against the palestinians i'll give you an example the factors, for example bulldozers these are being used by the israeli army to bulldoze down uh, palestinian homes uh, to uh, to bulldoze and destroy Palestinian uh, olive groves, for example, we can. There are videos of all of these companies, uh, all of the machines being used by the Israeli army. So I don't need to explain. I just I just need to just play the video in front of people, and they will see it, right? Photos, for example, of all these bulldozers made uh, by cat supplied by Caterpillar to the Israeli army. That is strong evidence of complicity. And what about the other companies that are being targeted? Uh, Sponsor of Israeli Football Association, for example, this is Piuma. They they sponsor the Israeli Football, Football Association. Now, the Football Association of Israel has got branches, clubs, on lands confiscated from Palestinians in the West Bank, which is illegal under international law. Everybody could see. Uh, the, everybody knows that Puma is uh, is actually complicit. The, what we need to explain? Uh, and this is one of the criteria: is that the targets will help us to explain what is happening in Palestine. Uh, for example, when they ask, "Why do you boycott Puma?", we then explain because they sponsor Israeli Football Association. And why? What's wrong with that? Well, said Israeli Football Association have got clubs in in the West Bank. So what's wrong? The West Bank is supposed to be a Palestine under international law Israel has got is supposed to withdraw from that West Bank since 1967 but instead they are expanding the settlements there right uh, there are millions of uh, uh, what uh, the uh, Israelis now the plan is uh, to to bring them to uh, to the West Bank so this is again international law and and then people then realize what is happening over there in Puma, the fact that Israel has been uh, has been contravening international law by uh, by setting up settlements in, in the West Bank. So this is one of the reasons why certain targets are chosen because it helps us to explain um, what is happening over there in Palestine. And the other the other criteria is likelihood of support. Uh, for example, uh, when we talk about Puma, there are alternatives you have. Uh, Adidas, you have New Balance and some some the brands, which people can can choose. Uh, we uh, another target is a computer company Hewlett Packard, because they supply uh, computers and IT supports to the Israeli Israeli government as well as Israeli military. Now, um, uh, there are alternatives to HP. You can buy uh, all kind of all kinds of other. I don't have to mention that there are, there are scores of uh, uh, computer companies. The uh, uh, that are available in the market. So this is another criteria that when we suggest the public to boycott certain companies, we don't want to make life difficult for them. There are alternatives available for them. They don't have to buy the company that we uh, we ask them to boycott. Okay.
0: So realistically speaking though, with Malaysia being a small economy, how much of an impact can the local movement have?
1: Uh, well, we, we see ourselves as... Um, as a network, a part of the network of the global movement to boycott Israel, uh, we we are inspired, and we should be inspired by what happened in South Africa uh, when there was a, a crimes of apartheid that took place in South Africa by the whites against the blacks, but due to the effort of the international community to boycott South Africa, the apartheid regime collapsed in 1994. We know that. So therefore, uh if the international community collectively boycott Israel, Israel, there, and and we have many organizations, human rights organizations have proven that there are now uh Israel is committing crimes against humanity in the form of apartheid policies towards the Palestinians. Now it's more obvious, genocide is taking place over there now, right? Thousands and thousands are being killed. Uh, now the international community actually is obligated to do something about it. And the minimum they should do is to boycott Israel like what they did to South Africa. So we are talking about the global uh, network and, and the BDS movement is a global network. So we shouldn't see ourselves as, as very small and we cannot do anything. We work together with uh, people around the world, boycotting the same company. We target the same company. And and that's the the difference between BDS movement and other boycott efforts done by some other organizations because we target uh, certain companies so that people remember and and everybody around the world will target the same companies so to make it more effective so if people ask uh, me why why you are being consistent you are being hypocritical because some of the companies are also involved my answer is very simple I say I give an anal- analogy when the American uh, fought the war against the Japanese in the World War II, there were many Japanese cities that they could bomb. But as we know, they only bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Why didn't they bomb the other cities? Are they being inconsistent, right? No, they only bombed two and that's enough. So it's similarly, we select certain target companies and if we are successful in this uh, boycott effort, certain targeted companies which are high-profile, then that will send a message to the other companies that you better not be complicit anymore uh, with Israel because you are now being associated with genocide and human rights uh, abuse. And therefore the world, uh, the international community, people with conscience are not going to buy your products. So that's what we are hoping to happen uh, with our boycott efforts.
0: Prof. Nazari, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Professor Dr. Muhammad Nazari Ismail, who is the chairperson of the BDS movement in Malaysia. And uh, in line with that, we're asking you today, have you, um, in the past, stopped buying from certain brands for ethical reasons? Have you changed the way you purchase because of um, morals, basically? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Banish Fraudulent Maneuvers, BFM 89.9.
0: It is 6.39 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we are talking about ethical consumption, ethical consumerism in some ways. This is something that's come up recently, um, of course, with the with the recent rise in geopolitical spats. Uh, spats is very light. Geopolitical conflicts, serious geopolitical conflicts around the world. and um, And we thought it was a good opportunity to talk about whether we as consumers shift our behaviour as a result of it. And that's the question we're asking you. Have you ever boycotted or chosen not to buy from certain brands for ethical reasons? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 or a
2: WhatsApp. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have a number of thoughts coming in. Let's start with this from an anonymous listener who says, Yes, I've boycotted a fast food joint my favourite face and hand cream as far back as the 90s. Only lapsed on the fast food joint a couple of years back because it was reported that the local franchise had been given to another owner. Whether it had a huge impact or not, I just want to have a clear conscience as possible in supporting injustice. Similarly, even if it was merely a local hawker abusing an animal, I would boycott that culprit. And not give him any business. By the way, when we were children, my grandpa frowned upon our wearing quote-unquote Japanese slippers because of their atrocities during World War II. One of his sons narrowly missed the water torture because he got picked up in one of the ad hoc raids. Anon, this is such um, a, a series of
0: interesting examples because um, I, I and it sounds like such a variety of reasons as well. I think this point about as clear a conscience as possible is interesting, particularly because um, we do have options. We we are increasingly living in a world in which there's um, there's such. Serious competition among businesses for our attention and our money. That even if you are loyal to one, that that can change. I also think this wartime reference is interesting, because a lot of people, I think, have felt this way um, over the years, whether it's about Japan um, or whether it's about well, any number of the,
2: any number of the adversaries mm. in, in wars. The wartime reference is interesting, and also um, and uh, Anon, your example also highlights really the personal, how for some people this can be personal because um, what cause matters when you choose to boycott something and make that decision can really differ from person to person, right? Um, I remember deciding uh, a few years ago that I would only purchase, by and large, it's not a blanket thing, but by and large, chocolates that I buy on my own would be from ethically sourced companies because of the association of chocolates with uh, child exploitation and labour. I'm certainly not saying everyone needs to make that decision. It's just that for me, it was an important cause. And I think that's okay too. Yes, Um, although I I know some people feel strongly about...
0: um about impressing upon others the importance of making the right call, um, especially because in some cases, actually in many cases, sadly, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, things that a lot of us take for granted as necessities, um, the, the kind of human rights abuses all the way down the chain, if you really think about it, are quite dire. Yes, and, and so I think sometimes there can be this real passion for people to kind of expound on why you need to do it. But you're right in that I think it's a decision ultimately that people need to come to on their own. It does really work um, if if you force others. So SRA says I've boycotted two local Tudong brands because of two reasons. The first brand is because, this feels like a guess who um, but the first <laughs> brand is because they allegedly stole local designers' artwork and they have not justified the the improper utilisation of public funds given to the mother company. The second one is because I disagree with the face of the brand, who often causes controversies and uses religion as a means to gain profit. It's a way for me to protest using my power as a consumer.
2: i sorry, this is so interesting because I think uh, while the question of how much can something you do here in Malaysia impact a parent company based in Europe or the US or whatever is something that gets brought up, actually, this kind of action in a local context really can make a difference. Because if enough people, um, you know, jump on a cause or decide that a local brand doesn't reflect their values that's why we might actually see some action or, or, you know, people taking a step back or, or changing the way businesses might do things.
0: Ah, so this is also a question of um, SRA, I'm curious whether you don't buy and then you tell others why you don't buy mm. or whether it's just a personal choice on your own because I think when it comes to local brands, maybe because we feel closer to them, we feel like they're more reachable whether it's on social media or frankly just like walking up to the store. Um, I, I think that there is more of a sense of we need to tell people why it is that we're choosing not to buy from them and you see this happening on
2: social media all the time Well, actually, speaking of local brands, though, Arvind brings up an interesting point, um, which I think is even more relevant when we talk about the local context. So Arvind says, I never really boycott a brand on ethical or moral issues because the issue is with the individuals within the management or the board members of a particular company. They should be boycotted. Why punish the entire company and innocent employees who are impacted financially due to the company boycott? And this is where it gets really interesting because you're not wrong, Arvind. It is true that the decisions about... These large, big picture decisions are often a management and a higher level decision. Should that be allowed to trickle down and affect employees? But then, on the other hand, what does boycotting an owner of a company mean then? Yeah, like not going to their house. Don't say house. hi to them. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no. So it gets a little <laughs> yeah. bit
2: difficult. Um, I
0: also think this is interesting. Um, also following on our earlier message, saying that why I don't buy from these two companies is because, um, I mean, a number of reasons, but they they reference the founders. Mm. They, they referenced in both cases the actions of the founder, yes. in one in particular. Yes. And in that instance, it was enough to inform the entire uh, company's ethos, right? Um, but Arvin, I think the other thing to consider here is that the boycott is often not on, it's not meant to make that kind of individual impact, right? It, what it's supposed to do in theory is that if enough people stop buying or um, if if enough pressure is applied on a company, including its employees saying, hey, why do we still take the stand if it means that we are getting pressured or if it means that you're having to lay us off, then is that also a way of applying pressure to people in management within the company? It's painful. I'm not saying it's, it's not painful, but
2: isn't that one pathway as well? Well, also because the argument can be made that a boycott doesn't necessarily mean shut that company down. No. A boycott means pressure the company to do things differently. And that doesn't have to mean employees um, lose out. It actually just means that the company could reassess its priorities. And, and ideally, I think that's what it's about. It's not necessarily about shutting companies out, unless, of course, you completely disagree with what the company stands for, in which case that's a different sort of boycott action.
0: So let us know, have you ever stopped buying from certain brands for ethical reasons? Um, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900 You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Because Freedom Matters, BFM 89.9.
0: BFM 89.9. That was Blondie with Dreaming. It is 6.51 and you're listening to Insight Story with Lynn and Shamila. And we're talking today about being ethical consumers and asking you whether you have ever stopped purchasing from certain brands for ethical reasons. That number to call is 7773 You can also send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So, um... Back to the messages. We do have uh, this from actually a pair of people talking about animals. Um, And MC Yong says, how about going meatless because of cruelty to animals, etc. A boycott of meat being vegetarian by choice, not because of religion.
2: Well, that actually reminds me of the huge issue that we had in the US between Oprah Winfrey and the meat farming industry, right? Remember when she had that show and um, called out the farming industry? And, and I do think that these sorts of actions can have significant impact. Um, and it really depends on your values. So uh, I,
0: I know that this is about vegetarianism and not veganism. But the um, I think that one way to think of it as a boycott of meat is also that I come back to the social media point. I know that for some people it can be tiring. Um, sometimes I count myself among them. Uh, it can be tiring to see what feels like an endless series of virtue signals on, on social media. But I've also seen a lot of people kind of taking to it, To, for example, posts of people drinking milk. And then commenting about that being part of the, the milk industry or the meat industry and trying to make that point. So I think sometimes um, a personal boycott extends into the
2: public when you, when you make it so. And I think it really depends La, whether your, ap- your, appetite, your appetite for consuming that kind of messaging on social media versus something that's construed more like a public action. I think it really differs from person to person. Uh, so an anonymous listener actually brings up an interesting point saying, I miss the against animal testing drive. Of late, not as many brands are carrying that disclaimer. Let's not forget to uphold this movement. And that's actually so interesting because I wonder whether they don't carry it anymore because a lot of companies have stopped doing it. Not enough. They are still companies Companies that do it, um, but I also wonder whether we're seeing it less because it's actually now become more the norm and an expected norm.
0: Yes. <laughs> so Sorry, I'm choosing my words carefully because um, if I... Please correct me if I'm wrong. If, if anybody knows better, um, this this just came in, so I haven't had time to look it up. But um, I think that, for example, the EU... So different markets have different standards, right? Yes. For, for what is permissible. So, for example, I believe within the EU, it is the norm and it is expected mm-hmm. that in order to enter the EU market that you are not going to have tested on animals. And that... Um, and that is different in a place like, for example, China, which is also a huge market, um, where in that instance, in order to enter the Chinese market, they do need to be tested. And and so I think because of that, and because of that weirdness, um, it's maybe hard for brands who sell in, for example, both places yes, to yes. make the claim that they do not test on animals.
2: Oh, this is, that's actually a very interesting point. And, and these things also go in cycles, right? Because, you know, at one point, using ethically sourced and slapping it on every yeah, yeah. every item you sell was quite a thing as well. Because I think this is important. Yes. But I've also
0: realised in trying to do research about it that it's become increasingly complicated, partly because um, also in some instances the ingredients were tested on I animals. I was going to say, because your yeah.
2: supply chain being tested on animals or not is very different from that product mm. having animal testing labs. And, and they claim not to do it if they don't own the lab. So it's a very complicated question. Um, Again, that's why ethically sourced boycotts based on ethical practice is so difficult to put in place. Even though you do your best. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Fadzli, meanwhile, tying it back to current affairs saying, uh, no brands, but I do my best to shun films that star open supporters of Israel. Uh, Gal Gadot, being the most obvious example, who served in the IDF, openly condemns Palestinians. Might not make a difference, but I'd rather keep Zionist supporters off my entertainment as much as possible
0: interesting so um gal gadot i remember that being a a big one because she she posted it on again social media Mm -hmm. here we are and and that turned a lot of people off it's kind of interesting because in part we are also seeing a lot of people bombarding um the bombarding the social media presences of various celebrities and influencers who have spoken up on either side yes and and getting a lot of this so um i think i don't know fazli whether it doesn't make much of a difference. Because in the end, it might affect the the bottom line for
2: entertainers. Yes, or it might just actually pressure them publicly and, and force them to... Uh contend with their opinions on a public platform. OSK says,
0: I boycott businesses that don't have diversity in their workforce, from retail shops to banks to restaurants, etc. More Malaysians should do so. I also boycott restaurants that serve shark fin. Even if I'm not ordering it, if it's on the menu, I don't go there. There's literally hundreds of restaurants
2: in KL that still serve it with no qualms at very low prices too. The shark fin is so interesting because even just in the last maybe 15 years or so, I've seen such a drop. I I admit that there it's still there in many restaurants, but even things like weddings or um, formal dinners, I've noticed that it's much less common to have shark fin on the menu now. Um, So that's actually an example of uh, the sort of conversation pushing and changing cultural norms. Uh, I'm curious, OSK,
0: about whether you um how this boycott extends to things like family dinners or company mm. dinners or wedding dinners because th- that is um, I'm thinking about the type of restaurant that we're talking about that tends to be um, the the sorts of things that get held there and um, I I also uh, generally boycott Fin, so I get it. Um, but I find the talking about people uh, talking to people about it especially in the context of social
2: situations mm-hmm. like large social situations can be a little dicier. I'm also very curious about that. I boycott businesses that don't have diversity in their workforce because I'm wondering how you do that in Malaysia. Because I'm thinking about it and I feel like so many companies wouldn't really fulfill that criteria.
0: Mm, um, and, and how many of them have the information transparently available? Yes. Unless you're sort of just going in and scoping it mm. out. Um Let's see. Uh, Isa says, "Um, I sometimes catch myself telling people to avoid a car brand because they cheated in emissions tests um, and a certain popular smartphone because workers have been jumping off the roof at their assembly partner in China.
2: (laughs) Isa, I'm curious about whether you would consider that an official stand or just an informal, I'd prefer not to. Because I often fall on the I prefer not to without necessarily telling people you also shouldn't do it.
0: Mm, um, It sounds more like the... I can't remember whether you said former or latter, but it (laughs) sounds more like like the harder line version. Uh, Legion says, many years ago, the Asian rare earth at Bukit Merah tragedy tugged at my heart. Till today, I still will not buy a Mitsubishi. Um, I doubt our local boycotts will work because our purchasing power is small. We're not a major market. Uh, Also remember how Dolce and Gabbana got hounded out of China after their disastrous chopstick advertisement.
2: Legion, it is... It is true that local boycotts sometimes feel a little bit like are they really going to make a big difference? I do think though that in this age of social media and collective action... It has a it has a larger chance of lending support to a cause that is getting um, some kind of steam going globally, and and that's where I think we can play a part. Uh, just in closing, Jimmy says, "I think my family switched
0: from buying Gardenia to Massimo once it was announced that a certain former first lady of Malaysia, a flum, uh, owned it." And I think just to be clear, this was a rumor. <laughs>
2: this was a rumor. This Jimmy. is a rumor yes. that's been debunked. That's been debunked. Um, but it did. I remember this. So many people swapped. No, and it's actually a good example of uh, sadly collective action on a local context being quite powerful again it was a rumour not true keep those thoughts coming actually just to close off OSK says yes I've skipped
0: family dinners because the restaurant serves sharp fin same with diversity it's about asking the questions we need to be braver and that seems as good a note to close on as any you've been listening to Inside Story BFM 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.